0: I know definitely. Roger has been praying because as I've been worshiping, things are changing. But we'll see how goes. Amen. But just two things I really want to talk about before I go on to my message. This is not my message, but I really feel that the grace of God and the mercy of God is here right now to heal and to deliver and to set free. Amen. But the first thing, while we were singing, holy, holy, and Lord, I've closed my eyes, so I'm not looking in any particular direction. You know, right now, if there is something in your heart, you are doing a little text, a little email, and it's innocent enough, you know? The Bible said he deals with the intents and the purposes of our hearts, right? You don't have any business sending those little tests, those little flirtatious tests because the Holy Spirit is saying right now where he's going to lead is not going to be beneficial to you or to anybody around you, amen? So Father, I just thank you for your mercy. You know, when the word of God comes, it's not to condemn, but it's to save us, it's to set us free. So just receive that by his grace, amen? And the second one is a dream. Again, I've got my eyes closed. It's a dream that you have. And in this dream, you are intimate. You know, this dream come intermittently, that you are intimate in your dream. Somebody, the lie of the enemy has actually tried to convince you that the interpretation of that dream is your closeness to Christ. is that intimacy of Christ. But that is it's not, it's not it. It's an attack of the enemy. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just break, Father God, every pollution of the enemy right now over my brethren in Jesus' mighty name. John, so he who the Son has set free is free indeed. He came as we sang. You know, he died so that we have to live, live in his fullness in Jesus' mighty name. So, I just speak a blessing upon you. Whatever it is that the enemy is introduced to your body that is causing that sickness, that you don't understand, I break that off you right now, in Jesus' mighty name. And if that's you, if you want to see me, you know, privately after that, that's, that's great. Amen. And as I was praying last night, I was praying and God was saying, uh, you know, the, if you are sick in your body, fibromyalgia, right now, I just take authority over fibromyalgia in Jesus' mighty name. Weakness of the body, you know, that general debility of the body. You just feel weak. You wake up in the morning, you feel as if you've not slept. If that's you, or if you are listening online, whatever, just if you, are, if, you are, you, if you are here, can you actually just stand up? You wake up in the morning, you still feel tired as if you've not been to bed. I just pray that of anyone that has that right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yeah, so my. Um, this message, I'm actually so grateful. I've been just listening to God as I've been talking to see if he wants to change it entirely. But some of them have changed. Um, but I'm just going to read the scripture because of time. I don't even know what time. So Okay. I'm going to read the scriptures and I'm just going to speak from my heart. Just let the Holy Spirit really minister to us. Every time I stand here to, to speak, I said, this is so much for me than it is for anyone else. This is primarily for me and, and what I've learned from it has changed me um, in this, you know last two months. Amen. So the first um, scripture I want to read is in um, Hebrews. Hebrew 11.1, 1, we know is the definition of faith. So I'm just going to read the different scriptures. And I can't follow Mark. I'm just going to do Joyce. Amen? <laughs> Amen. I'm going to do Joyce because really you can't really follow Mark. He's, um, he's awesome. So I'm using my phone because I want to read from the amplifier version. That's why. I've got my Bible here. Oh, and there's no reception. <laughs> have you? Who's got amplifier? Hebrew one. Hebrew eleven one. Right. Do you have Do you have um, Wi-Fi? Now, faith is the assurance, title deed. Confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. The conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. For by this kind of faith, the men of old gained divine approval now faith is the assurance of things hoped for you know the title deed confirmation divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen the conviction of their reality faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses Just let that sink in. That's faith. And with all that that we have, just put this at the back of your mind, if you do nothing with it, it means nothing to you. With all that that is available, if we do nothing with it, it means nothing to us. Amen. I give you an And then the second um, scripture that I want to uh, read for those of us who believe that we don't have to pray, we don't have to do anything because God knows everything. Um, so let's read Psalm one one five verse sixteen. Psalm 115, 16. I thought I was going to be quick with my phone, but no reception on my phone. Should I keep your phone? No, no, you take you keep it. Don't worry. One one five fifteen. It says Are we all there? What am I reading? I've written down the wrong scripture. Well, the scripture that I want is the one that says, The heaven and the heavens is the Lord's, and he has given the earth to men. Yes. Yeah? Oh, so I'm right. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm in 1110. That's why. <laughs> okay. Right? Okay. The heavens, even the heavens, are the Lord's, and the earth He has given unto the children of men. I'm going somewhere with this. So now let's read Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. Luke 1. and consider what manners of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the sons of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will, reg- and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, 34, How can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that that holy one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And he did, Elizabeth, and then he went on and on and on and on. And what I'm really, the verse I'm looking for there is when Mary said, said, said to the angel, said, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. So I'm going to go on to the other scripture. So um, <clears throat> the scripture that I, I really, 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 really is basing today's teaching on, not teaching, preaching, is actually in, Matthew chapter 6. So everything I've read actually doesn't allude to this point. But that scripture says, when uh, is the beatitude when Jesus was teaching. This is how this whole thing started. And I was reading it um, one Wednesday morning. And I got to, to where it says, and Jesus opened his mouth and he began to teach them. And it was as if something hit me that Jesus opened his mouth and began to teach them. And that was to to my ordinary mind and ears. It meant absolutely nothing. But it was as if it was flashing in my Bible. Have you had that experience where the Bible just, you know, just lit up? And said, Jesus opened his mouth and he began to teach them. And I said to the Holy Spirit, I asked the Holy Spirit, why is this so important? Why am I stuck in Jesus opened his mouth? I mean, if you want to speak, that's the natural thing to do. You open your mouth. Why was this so important for the Bible to say that Jesus opened his mouth and he began to teach them? And as I was just meditating on it right from my spirit i began to pray and i was praying as i was praying the holy spirit started ministry to me he said "Joyce, you know many of my children have closed their mouth and because they've closed their mouth i cannot do that which i have purpose in their lives i thought whoa i said so we close our mouth He said, Joyce, it's time for you to open your mouth, to begin to declare what you see, you know, what you have seen written in the word. So I'm allowed to do when you invite me into your situation. So it is time for us to open our mouth. And I was asking, I'm saying, God, you know, I, you know, we always open, I always open my mouth to pray. You know, like sometimes some people wish I didn't open it so loudly. He was telling me, really, it was it was as if I was in a room like this. You know, when we say when it's time to pray, when it's time to worship, you know, we are quiet because God knows our hearts. And the Holy Spirit took me to that scripture in in Luke, where He said, "Even the coming of Christ would not have come had Mary said no." Had Mary not opened her mouth to say, Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. Because he said the heavens of the heavens belong to him, but the earth he has given to the children of men. So which means we have we have to invite and then it's because of script because of time I'm just go and read them you know where they are in the Bible so I'm just going to talk about them and it took me to the last prayer I said when you pray say this our Father who art in heaven hallowed be your name let your kingdom come. God is saying we have to open our mouth to invite him. We have to open our mouth to ask him what we desire. We have to open our mouth to ask him to come to our nation. We have to open our mouth to, to ask him to come to our family, to our city. You know, people go out from here to, uh, to worship on the street every Saturday, you know, declaring the name of God. You know, that's inviting Jesus into Cambridge. And he said, we have to open, it's time you opened your mouth. Because when you don't open your mouth, nothing happens. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. If you want to know what God desires for your life, you, come to, you have to ask God. You open your mouth. What am I here for? Who am I here for? What am I here to do? Open your mouth. Because ask Joyce, ask Olive, ask Roger to pray for you. Then I'm going to cut it. This is about time that you begin to open your mouth and you begin to undo what the enemy has closed in your life. Because if you don't invite God in, he has given us that. That is the only thing he will never touch. You see why I like to worship? There is nothing I can give God that he hasn't already given me. The only thing I can give him freely is my worship. It's a choice. And that's why I don't know if there's anyone else in this room when I'm worshiping. I'm abandoned to my king of Kings, my maker, the author and the finisher of my faith because it is him. I know where grace found me. And I'm grateful. I'm thankful to him. When I worship him, I say, I want to see your face, not out of desperation. I say, truly, truly, I want up close because that is freedom. That is a choice. That is the only thing I can give him that he hasn't already given me, my worship to him open your mouth, open your mouth. So I started asking, Lord, this is exciting. I know, you know, (laughs) this is so exciting because, you know, it just brought me like so many things that Michael was teaching me when I was lying on the bed in, you know, during COVID and he just started bringing everything to that joy. This is, this is my, I said, this message is for me. It's about time you start to open your mouth to take authority, to destroy, to pull down, to uproot. This is the time. And this morning, Maggie said, he said, don't be silent in his house. Don't be silent. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. I'm telling you, don't open your mouth. Nothing happens. So I started asking. So I want examples because, you know, we have Bible students in faith life. Show me an example where people open their mouth. I will take the story and then you can look at the scripture. I have the scriptures. I'll give them later on. And you remember the blind man, the blind man who said, Son of David, shouted out, Son of David, have mercy on me. It's like, boom, like I'm there, shouting and they're telling him, be quiet. Don't disturb the master. And Jesus stopped. His voice stopped him on his track. His voice your voice stands for something. Your voice sounds for something. Open your mouth, and he says, "Son of David, have mercy on me." And he asked him, as he's asking you today, "What do you want?" Jesus knew what he wanted. Jesus knew what he needed. But he has to say, "What do you want? What do you want?" What do you want in your life? What do you want to see? You see, when I talk about faith, I'm talking about when you open your, if you open your mouth for the sake of faith, it's noise. Right? But if you open your mouth knowing that that faith is your guaranteed currency, so without it, it's impossible to please God. We see it over and over and over and over and over again in the scripture when Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. I have no, never seen such faith in the whole of Israel. Faith pleases God. You know why he said, you believe that my life that I gave up actually count for something. When we're singing those words, say, I feel so moved in my spirit because I know the reality. Les and that, we've been through some hard, 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 hard stuff. In our lives. We've walked through some hard, hard, hard road. But you know, every time I say, I know a God. I know a God. Whose word is yea and amen. Who with nothing is impossible. I hear it in my ears and I say, but I know a God. I hear it. Your children come to tell you some hard stuff, say, I know a God. And I know that my God is able. The doctor speaks all their, whatever it is that I have, because thank God for doctors, because God's given them all manners of wisdom to come up with I hear it, I say, I know a God. And that faith, he said, what do you want? That I may receive my sight. That my children may be restored to you. That my marriage may have peace. That I may have enough, more than enough to bless you and to take care of my family. What do you want? Is the healing that you want. Tell him. Is the deliverance that you want. Tell him. What do you want? And I know a man in the scripture. And by the Holy Spirit to me said, and this man, you know, can you imagine your mother giving birth to you and name you pain? His name is Jabez. And he said, and Jabez prayed, oh Lord, that you will bless me indeed. That you will enlarge my territory. That your hand will be upon me. And look at how he reversed his name. That I may not what caused pain. And the Bible said, the Lord answered Jabez. And Jabez, who was pain, was more honorable amongst all his brothers. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. There are so many, you know, prayers, meetings that we have in faith life. We have one on Wednesday, we have one in Haverhill, we have one in Papworth, we have one on Sunday mornings. You know, those are all, I mean, listen, I'm not plugging prayers for you. It's your choice. I'm just giving what he gave me. It's your choice. That is one thing he will never touch in our lives. Your choice. To open your mouth or not to open your mouth. But I'm here to open mine because it's what he's asked me to do. Amen. Asking us to pray in on the prayer um, You know, WhatsApp is fantastic because we all have to stand together. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not telling you. Don't ask anybody to pray with you, to stand with you. What am I standing with you on? What scripture have you got? What have you already told God? What have you agreed with God? What are you standing? What's your covenant? I have covenant of grace. I have covenant of mercy with God. And when it comes to put this is whatever I boast, I boast in the Lord. I need 12, 12 a.m. Every, every night. I start at 11.30. Praise, worship, 12 midnight. I say, God, let's do some business together. This is what the enemy says. But I know that's not what you say. What, what are you saying? And then I open my eyes. This is my desire. I know it's not my way, but your way. But what is your, what is your take on this? Let's have a conversation. Let's talk, right? Open your mouth. Talk to the Lord. It's simple as so Jabez prayed. I love him. And you know, when I read that chronicle, I say, Yes, God, this is my kind of prayer partners. Oh, that you will bless me indeed. Oh, that you will enlarge my capacity. Oh, that your hand will be upon me. And now reverse my condition. And the Lord answers prayer. Would you say that God is faithful? Would you say that what he does for one person, he will do for you? Would you believe that 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 is written in the scripture is for you and is for me? Right? Otherwise, it won't be there. Every single, he said, he said, heaven and earth can pass away. He said, but his word will never pass away. And people say, oh, what will be, will be. God doesn't change his mind. I bet to differ. Because if God doesn't change his mind, he won't create the rainbow. Know what the rainbow does? It reminds him that when our sins get to a certain point, and he wants to destroy us again, and the rainbow says, no, you promise. Right? That's why he's there. If God doesn't change his mind, he won't put his word above himself. Right? Because what he's doing, is saying, by the time that I want to change my mind, and you speak my word back to me, that word will supersede whatever. So you need to tell God, so your empty words have no currency in heaven. His word. Open your mouth and speak his word. Open your mouth and speak his word. Because when the accuser of the brethren comes, you know, and he will come. I just come. I told you, I gave you my testimony why he was there raining accusation at me. You know, there is a real court in heaven and God is the judge and he's a righteous judge. But you need to give him an evidence. When the devil is saying you belong to him, where is the evidence? Some of us, if we are convicted as Christians, there will be no evidence to convict us. What makes you a Christian is having Jesus in your life. Yes, that's why you confess this. But where is the evidence? The evidence is when the enemy comes, you stand. I say, he died for me. And I have appropriated that in my life. And I believe what he says he will do. And I know he will do what he said he will do. And therefore, you have no authority. You have no jurisdiction. And actually seen the victory. That is the evidence. We saw the evidence in the life of the apostles. We saw the evidence in the life of Paul. We saw the, I mean, when Paul gave his life, Paul was out there to persecute Christians, right? And he encountered God. And from the moment he encountered God, he began to do great exploits for God, right? There's evidence. Where's the evidence in my life? If somebody convicted me and they say, we've taken Joyce to court today because she claims to be a Christian. And I stand there. Where, where, where is my evidence to say, this is there for all to see I did this for Christ, so I did this for Christ, so I did it for Christ. You know? Open your mouth. Because nothing happens unless we do it. We open our mouth. Give God's word back to him. So, where is the other person that changed his own situation? We know, we heard of a man called Ezekiel in the Bible. He, you know, the prophet of God came to him to say, look, you know, man, put your house in order because you're going. You're out of here. He heard what the man of God had to say. Because, was it true? Was the prophecy true? It was absolutely true. Don't tell me God doesn't change his mind. The prophecy was absolutely true. And the prophet would have received that word from where? From God. To go and tell, tell him, Put your house in order because you are going. And so I said, thank you very much. I know God has sent you to tell me. And then he turned and he faced the word and said, "Ah, God, me and you, we have a covenant. I've done this, I've done that. I'm not not preaching works. Please don't take my, (laughs) my words out of context. I've done this, I've done that. I remember the poor. I've given to the poor. I've given to the works of God. I have truly, truly honor you in my heart and in my life. And I don't feel satisfied because your word say with long life you will satisfy me and show me salvation. I'm not satisfied right now. So God, I need more time. 15 years. Okay, we don't want to go into what he did in 15 years. But let's talk about how God, you know, had him when he opened his mouth. And that God that I serve is still the same God today. And last week, Mark was talking about when life gets overwhelming, what do you do? What do you do when life gets overwhelming for you? What do you do? There's so many, okay, Please hear my heart here. Hear my heart. Because I've been down this road, and if I allowed the doctors to point me down the road, I would have been down that road. So many pills being dished out right now. You know, you go to the doctor, I feel a bit sad. I don't feel myself and everything. Here are some pills to take. I'm not against pills. Hear me right. I'm not against the doctors. Oh, you're suffering from depression. You're suffering from anxiety. Do you know there is biblical medication for anxiety? He said, let your heart not be tried. Be ansi- he actually says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, and with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. He didn't say, when you are depressed, I will come to you when you are anxious. I will come to you and I will heal you. He asks you to open your mouth. Make your request known to God. What do you want? I want to be free of anxiety. I want to be free of depression. I want to be free of, um, what's the other one that is common? PTSD. PTSD. I want to be free of it. He said, not that medicine that is. They said, what? I have not given you, what? A spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and of what? Of a sound mind. There is medication in the Bible. But if you confess those words just because it's in the scripture, it's not going to work for you. I mentioned how it will work. How does it will work? What do you have to mix it up with? Because you have to believe that when you speak the word of God, God you asked that I be anxious for nothing. That in everything, with prayer and thanksgiving, to make my request known to you, I am here now, Lord. The doctor says, I ha- I'm suffering from anxiety. And I know you've asked me to be anxious for nothing. So, Father, right now, I believe your word and you truly believe it. Because if you believe what the scripture says, if you believe what you're praying, you won't get up from your knees and take two tablets and and swallow it with with water, right? Test out the word of God. Again, I'm not saying come off your medication. This is me. I'm saying this is me. Open your mouth because there is nothing that we desire when we open our mouth, that God cannot fulfill in our lives. Amen? Amen. Do you believe it?